Welcome to God's Word, Transforming Lives podcast. I am your host, Amy Diane Ross, wife, mother, Bible teacher, who's passionate to disciple women through life using the Word of God. On this podcast, we will use the Bible to discuss topics that we all face from emotional and mental struggles, married life, single life, physical health, and everything in between. If you are ready to live in victory in every area of your life while learning the Word of God, I'm here to help. The Bible really does have all the answers for life's crazy roller coaster ride, and I'm excited that you have chose me to ride along with you. Sisters, today I'm going to read from Psalm 88. Lord God of my salvation, I have cried out day and night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. For my soul is full of troubles and my life draws near to the grave. I have counted with those who go down to the pit and I'm like a man who has no strength, adrift among the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, and who are cut off from your hand. You have laid me in the lowest pit In darkness, in the depths, your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you have afflicted me with all of your waves. You have put away my acquaintances far from me. You have made me an abomination to them. I am shut up and I cannot get out. My eye wastes away because of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon you. I have stretched out my hands to you. Will you work wonders for the dead? Shall the dead arise and praise you? Shall your loving kindness be declared in the grave of your faithfulness in the place of destruction? Shall your wonders be known in the dark and your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But to you I have cried out, O Lord, and in the morning my prayer comes before you. Lord, why do you cast off my soul? Why do you hold or hide your face from me? I've been afflicted and ready to die from my youth. I suffer your terrors. I am distraught. Your fierce wrath has gone over me. Your tears have cut me off. They came around me all day long like water. They engulfed me altogether. Loved one and friend, you have put far from me and my acquaintances into darkness. Again, that was Psalm 81. This psalm reminds me of a time when it was so dark in my life. I had come out of a very abusive childhood. I was so full of anxiety. I was having panic attacks. I was having depression. I was so distraught. I just didn't understand what was going on. I went to doctor after doctor and they would say, nothing's wrong with you. But I would have all these bizarre symptoms. My head would vibrate and get really fuzzy. I almost felt like I was going to pass out. My heart rate would fluctuate all over the place. There were times I felt like there was just an elephant on my chest. I couldn't breathe. My extremities would go numb. My tongue would go numb. My lips would go numb. My face would go numb. It was the most bizarrest time of my life. And this went on for a couple years. And every day I thought I was dying. I was in my early 20s. I was only 21 years old at the time. And I remember thinking, I'm, I'm going to die every day. Every day is my last day, which only exasperated and, and made worse my anxiety, thinking you're going to die every day. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, just my heart beat like 180 miles an hour, literally like 180. I'd jump up out of bed and I'd race around the house like, oh my gosh, am I dying? Am I? Is this it? Is this the end? And the only time that I could get any peace is when I was 
sleeping, the anxiety was just so intense. And I didn't want to take any type of medications. I just, I wanted to just try to figure out what was wrong with me. I, I could not come to a realization that this could be emotional, that this could be something other than physical. It had to be. I had to have a brain tumor. I had to have something that was causing this. But test after test and doctor after doctor, no, you're, no, Amy, you're fine. You're, 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 you're healthy. Everything's good. And I gave up and I stopped going to doctors. And so I turned to the only thing I knew to turn to, and that was God. I grew up with a grandmother who, you know, told me that God was the way and God was the answer and Jesus is the only answer. And, and you have to pray and read your Bible, pray and read your Bible. And I watched her live that out. And so I went to what my grandmother told me to do. And so I started just reading my Bible and praying and watching televangelists online or on television. I should say we didn't have online yet on television and calling prayer lines, begging for healing. And one day I picked up a book that just happened to talk about post-traumatic stress disorder, panic attacks and anxiety attacks and, and what they can do and what it is. And, and I read this book and I remember thinking, oh my goodness, this is me. Here I'd had post-traumatic stress disorder from my childhood that was causing extreme panic attacks that eventually turned into what we call argophobia or fear of the marketplace. I, I didn't want to leave my house. I literally thought I was dying every day. And I was afraid that if I did die, I would die in the middle of the grocery store or while I'm driving my car. And I was so plagued by fear. And I literally became a recluse and I became so inward, so within myself because all I could think about was how I was feeling every day, all day long. Am I going to have a good day or a bad day? I couldn't make plans with anybody. I never wanted to uh, say, yes, I'll be here. Yes, I'll do this uh, because I didn't know what I was going to feel on that day or how I was going to be. And this went on off and on with some seasons of doing better than other seasons. So I was able to accomplish certain things in certain seasons. And then I would go back. I would think, oh, you're, you're conquered. You're good. And then all of a sudden it would all come back again. Whenever I would get um, in stressful situations or uh, run myself ragged, because what I would do is when I would have these seasons of um, being stronger and feeling better, though I never felt completely whole or better, but seasons when I just had more stamina to push through, if you will, I would push really hard and try to get all the things done that I wasn't getting done in my life uh, in the season when I was down. And this only left me feeling more defeated when the, when the, the symptoms would come back. And after doing this for year upon year and eventually over a decade, I had just fell apart. I became so exhausted at trying to survive, at trying to just live a normal or what I thought was a normal life. I just wanted to be a normal mom and a normal wife and a normal business owner and not be plagued by all of these and just my head was so full of irrational thoughts and fear of dying and and the um just anxiety and, and still pursuing God in all of this going to church re reading my bible trying to be trying to earn God's favor through work well maybe if i read my bible every day maybe if i pray more maybe if i'm nicer to people maybe if i'm uh, I go to church. Maybe if I teach in children's church, maybe if I pay, give more money to ministry, you know, maybe that'll heal me. I was always seeking for that healing, always seeking to 
to somehow bargain with God. If you heal me, then I'll do this. Or I'll do this and then maybe you'll heal me. And I felt like David in this psalm, or actually it's the sons of Korah to the chief musician, felt like day and night, I was praying out to God. Day and night, I was begging him for my healing. I was looking in every place to try to become healed, whether it was, um, you know, therapy. Eventually, I did try to take medication, which may, which did not help me. It actually turned on me. Um, I tried the meditation. I tried the different foods. I tried different exercise. I tried, um, I never tried hypnosis, but I had thought about it. Glad I didn't do it. I tried positive thinking, positive affirmations. <laughs> I tried everything back then we were told to try. Um, and nothing work. Nothing worked. I had not really gone to the depth and the darkness and to the root of why my body my, was, was responding this way. I knew God was the answer. I knew that Jesus was the answer. I just didn't know how to get there. And what it came down to is trauma. I had been physically abused, emotionally abused, sexually abused all of my childhood. And coming out of that was like coming out of a war. And my body had just was on sensory overload. And I literally just couldn't handle day-to-day stresses. I did not know that at the time, did not understand that. I needed to A, have an encounter with Jesus Christ, a true encounter, and B, I needed to go into the depths and unpack these boxes of trauma. First things first, after about 13 years of living in extreme in and out and ups and downs of this cycle of post-traumatic stress disorder, this cycle of anxiety and panic attacks and depression, and I had just become suicidal. I didn't want to live like this anymore. I felt like I was mentally ill. I thought there's something really wrong with me. I, I can't, my thoughts were plaguing me to such a degree. I didn't even want to live anymore. And I got to the place where I thought, if I can't even live for you, Jesus, if I can't live for you, if I can't even serve you, what is the point of me being here? What is the point? And I had put a gun to my head one afternoon and I was going to end it. I just wanted to be free from the pain. But I kept seeing my daughter's face and I thought, how could I do this to her? And I'm supposed to be a Christian. I would walk around wearing my Jesus hoodies all the time and professing Christ. And here I was, I'm going to end my life. I felt so defeated. Nothing was working. Nothing had changed. 13 years of just crying out to God, reading his word, worshiping, going to church, doing all these things I thought I needed to do. And I wasn't changing. I was getting worse. And I couldn't understand why I would read about victory in the scriptures. I'd read about overcoming. I'd read about having a sound mind and and walking in joy and peace. And but I had none of that. I had none of that. And when I would go to church, I, I really didn't see it among people either. They seemed just as defeated as I was. No one seemed to have any answers other than just pray, pray. And I did pray. I was praying all the time. I was begging God. I was begging God. It's like the psalmist here. I have cried out day and night before you. I was willing to bargain and do anything to be free from this. And just seemingly having no answers at all, it just got worse. My darkness got worse. I felt like God had abandoned me. I my my marriage i felt bad for my husband he he it was frustrating to him to watch his very healthy wife physically 
be so emotionally not well, never knowing from day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, if I was going to be strong or not. And he would pray for me. And it was a very dark time. Psalmist says here, you suffer your terrors. I'm, I'm distraught. I've been afflicted and ready to die from my youth. I felt so afflicted and so ready to give up and so ready to go out of this earth. Because I felt useless. I felt like I have nothing to offer. I'm so broken. And then one day on my back porch, I realized I needed to find Jesus. I knew that he was the answer. I knew that he was true. I don't know how I knew. I just knew. And I had to find him because I needed delivered from this. I needed set free. Whatever it took, I needed to be set free. And I have a whole story about this in my in the book I wrote called Be the Church Going Beyond the Pews. And I, I go into detail about what had happened when I went on my journey to find Jesus. And I did ultimately find him. And when I encountered him, it absolutely changed my life. And I have never been the same. I have since then, this has been over 15 years ago, set free from PTSD, panic attacks, depression. And when things get rough now, because I still go through some dark wilderness experiences, as we all will, I have a joy and a peace that stays with me. I don't have those suicidal thoughts anymore, and I'm just not plagued by those things. My life has changed. One thing I needed to do, of course, after being born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, immediately feel I was immediately born again and immediately the Holy Spirit came to me. It's not a separate experience. Um, I was saved and set free. And when that had happened, something supernatural transformed in me. I had literally become a new person. But it didn't mean that everything became perfect that day or I wasn't um, still battling and learning. I had a lot of trauma to work through from my childhood. And but the Lord had showed me how to forgive, how to unpack these boxes or what I like to say, you know, we're like an onion and we just get peeled one layer at a time. And, and he would just take one layer at a time or one box at a time and we would just unpack that. And I learned how to forgive, how to let go of the pain that had so plagued me. I had had so much grief from all that I had went through as a child. And then I was abusing myself as an adult and the pain was just unbelievable. And so I praise God that I have been set free today. And some of the things I can say to you today is if you are going through this right now, life is just got you boxed in on every side. You feel like you're in this dark soul of the night. You just, you don't know God. It just feels like God's not hearing you. No breakthrough is coming. Nothing is changing. One, go back to the cross. Make sure that you've had a true encounter with Jesus Christ, that you're truly born again, that you have not accepted a false gospel or um, false Jesus that's not of the scriptures, because that was my problem. And maybe that's not your problem. And then number two, start reading the word out loud over yourself. When I would get up and have these, my mind would start racing and start having these thoughts. And, and I, I would just think, you know, I'm going to die or, I, you know, there's very irrational. I'd read out loud Psalm 103. Even if I had to read it out loud multiple times a day. And then I'd also read Psalm 91 and especially verses 14 through 16. And I would read this out loud. I would pick up my Bible, my physical Bible, and I'd read it out loud and I'd walk around the room and just read it. What I love about 14 through 16 is where I would say, 
I would change he and I'd put my name there or I would say I. So because I, because I have set my love upon Christ, therefore he will deliver me. Christ will set me on high because I have known his name. I will call upon Jesus and he will answer me. He will be with me in trouble and he will deliver me and he will honor me with long life and he will satisfy me and he will show me my salvation. And I would say this over and over again and say, Lord, please deliver me. I know that you are the answer to what I'm going through. And I would pray that day in and day out, and as many times as it would take, day after day, month after month, year after year, perseverance, and never gave up. You know, these trials, these tribulations, that's what they teach us. Perseverance and patience with the Lord. To learn more about Him, to learn more about ourselves, and to become conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And so don't give up. Remember, our faith is not a microwave faith. We live in a culture where we want everything right now, instantaneous. Just give me a pill for it. Just give me a solution. And I want to be free right now. We do want to be free. But trust me, the simmering and the slow cooking in the crock pot of our faith is so much sweeter, so much more tender. And it's worth the waiting. It may not feel like that right now. But I promise you that you just continue to seek his face, learn his word, let his word just wash over you. Continue to pray and seek his face. Get around brothers and sisters who will pray with you and love you through it. And you will come out the other side. And he will not waste one ounce of your pain. It will be used for your good and his glory. That is the God that we serve. Let me pray for you. Dear Lord, I come before you and I ask that you touch each and every one of my sisters that are listening to this podcast, that are struggling, that are going through their own dark soul of the night. That feel like they are in this wilderness where your voice is far from them, where they don't, they just don't even know where you are, just like the psalmist. The anguish and the pain and crying out to you day and night, going, when God, when, and why God, why? Lord that you would continue to develop in them that which you are trying to teach them. And Lord, if any of my brothers and sisters, you know, do need that true born-again experience, Lord, I pray that you would grant them repentance and they put their faith in you. But Father, if they are truly born again and they're just going through this trial, Lord, I pray for peace and joy beyond their own understanding, even in the depths of this miry pit that they have found themselves in. And Lord, I pray that you redeem them up out of it and show them a new glimpse of their beautiful salvation, that they may be set free once and for all, and then go and use all of it, that their test becomes their testimony and this mess becomes a message for others, and that they become disciples, making disciples. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Till next time, sisters, God bless you. I pray you enjoyed the teaching today. If God has blessed you in any way, 
then head over to the review section and leave five stars. I may just share your review right here on this podcast. Also, share this episode with anyone you believe will be blessed by today's teachings. If you want to connect with me and be a part of an amazing sisterhood of believers, then head over to our Facebook group. The link and all other links that I mentioned in this show today are in the show notes below. Just click on them and they'll take you where you want to go. As a reminder, be the church today, wherever God has you, shining the light and the love of Jesus. Y'all mean the world to me. Until next time.